Lucky you. 36 Turn best holes in golf. Alternate Shots podcast. Barney's Army. Where we talk about Sandy. golf. Poker. James Bond. Horse racing. Double. Classic movies. Zenyatta. We have no script. Down the stretch they come. We are glad you joined us. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. <laughs> hey, Billy, today we are so thrilled. Um, we have none other than, uh, no, he's not my body double. His name is Rob Williams, but Rob Williams III is the president of Wingfoot. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, we're thrilled yeah, to welcome, have you. Welcome, Rob, thank you for the time. I love that you guys are doing this. I, I think it's uh, it, it's just so much fun to 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 reflect, and it's like it's such a natural time to do it. You know, with the centennial on, on, right here, and um, I think it's just been a year. I, I found anyway, just a lot of kind of memories and and talking with lots of people. We were talking about Hank Mathel before we came on, and I, I had dinner with him and the guys who play in the shootout. I was just walking through the clubhouse that, that night and they said, Oh, you gotta join us for dinner. And Hank told all these stories about playing with my dad and, and uh, just so great. I mean, I just have, uh, I mean, so my dad joined in 1959 and he was 27 years old. So he, he moved to the area. He just knew he wanted to join Wingfoot and he was just starting out in advertising and he, I always laugh because I think he had the same conversation with my mom as I ended up having with Katie, you know, so many years later when she started saying, well, what this Wingfoot thing? Well, what if we, you know, what if we were to move away? And he's like, no, no, no. You understand. We're not going anywhere. We, yeah. Wingfoot is Wingfoot. We're going we're gonna to be members of Wingfoot. And, uh, but he joined in 59 and I think, you know, and I was born in 62. So literally every day of my life and, and I I'm 60 now and, you know, it hit me this year, kind of walking, walking after the annual meeting. Like, oh my god! Like every, every day of my life, I've been blessed to be associated with this this golf club, and it's it's just it's amazing to me. So, you know uh, what you said in the in the beginning about <clears throat> this being fun. I think a lot of people have an impression of Wingfoot that it's a serious place, and you know, stick to your golf course and etiquette and everything like that. But it's really a blast. Yeah. It's everything, I think everything that's, is so much fun there. I think that's what it that's you know, I don't I think I understood I certainly understand it better, you know, when I started coming around again after college than I did as a kid. Because as a kid, it was a pretty intimidating place to be. You know, as a like when we would get the, the, the green light to go to the practice putting green, uh, when we were on our best behavior, you know, we I remember even when I joined, my dad said, Look, pay your bill on time. You play fast, and if a member's coming up behind you, you let them go through. And I, I've said this to Jack Alvin. I was like in my 40s, and if I saw Jack Alvin coming up behind me, I was like, "Hey guys, maybe we should let you know Mr. Yeah. Alvin go through." We used long. to say when they when you get behind somebody slow, and <clears throat> they'd see and kind of speed up. They've elected to race. Yeah, exactly. They're engaged, fully engaged. I think that was, uh, but I think you know when you, when you grow up around the place, at least the way. My experience was we we definitely felt privileged to be able to play like when we were allowed to go out and play on the course we were aware that we had to get you know move it and be around there be respectful and and i think we're certainly aware of uh where we were playing at least you know i felt that way i remember even talking then to to our buddies and and uh you know that was certainly the, the impression but yeah it's i do think coming back billy to what you said that's Wingfoot's a golf club first. And the the way that people gather at Wingfoot is 
different than most places you go. And you hear that all the time. If you bring friends up to Wingfoot, even people have been there, you know, that moment when they're in the grill room and it's, you know, you finish playing, let's say at four o'clock and it's now six o'clock and you're, everybody's laughing and having a great time. We're like, oh my yeah. God, I never want to leave here. Yeah, and exactly. Why would I think you want to leave? Why would you? And that's the, I was there if for it's dinner. the right time of year at six o'clock, you might be going back after an emergency nine. Exactly. You know, you know, my dad, he had so much reverence for the club. And Bobby, you spent, I mean, you caddied for my dad so much. I, I remember. I caddied from the best round he ever had. He qualified for the club championship. Yeah. I wasn't uh, lucky enough to be there as long as you guys. But what you described from a, a, when you first joined it was the same thing for me. And I was in my 40s, 40 years old or something like that. Yeah, when I started, so I, I played a, a bunch as a kid. And then, you know, I'd say high school and college, I really wasn't around. Then I started playing golf again after college. And uh, my dad had moved to four West um, right. and he had this house. It was a, it was a great house. Uh, my dad was a you know, bachelor at that point. Picture the first floor had a pool table, great sound system, a very well-stocked bar and a pool next to Wingfoot. And, <laughs> and he was not there very much. So we had a lot of fun at that house. I wish I knew you then. <laughs> exactly. But I would go out, you know, at the end of the day, I would, you know, after work, I would drive out and, uh, just go, go walk out on the golf course from from four west and you know grab a few clubs and just play cross country and i would play from you know he was running that, that fairway so i may i may play into four west green and then kind of work my way to 15 east yeah. you know try to hit, maybe hit something through the trees to seven west you know it was a little more wooded then so you had to kind of hit a like a little low burner to get through there I play from like six uh, green to seven, six west uh, tee box to seven west green. That's what I, you know, that's when I met Neil, uh, Billy. I, I met, so this is like early, I guess early 80s, mid, maybe mid 80s. And Neil will be out there at the end of the day. So I was out there at six o'clock and I bump into this guy and you talk about, you know, fun. We just, just played. Yeah. Well, just, that was the way Neil was every, before yeah. we went to Wingfoot, we playing the public courses and we were doing stuff like that hitting over guys on a different fairway, you know, exactly. like, you know, and I, I was all think, the fun we could find in the game. He unlocked that because, you know, so I'm coming back. There. I was a little more consumed with, Oh my God, I got to get, you know, good enough to play here one day, maybe join. Yeah. And Neil was like, no, don't worry about that. Like, let's, you know, why don't we yeah. try to, you know, let's see if we can get up and down out of this bunker on 15 East. Like, yeah. okay. Still haven't, by the way, that right bunker. I don't think I've ever gotten up and down out of that bunker. Oh, I've told this story many times. He, we would play every Thanksgiving and Neil would come up with a putt, whether it was one West or wherever it was. And we don't leave till we make it. So <laughs> ask my family to this day. They were like, how many days did you make us wait? Mine, you know, Damon is yeah. down the street from where you, on yep. the fourth hole. Yep, and I exactly. said, Damon, Billy said to me, um, you know, anybody might want to buy a house on Wingfoot. You know, it's, it's just very few good houses on Wingfoot, Rob, right? Yeah. The one you grew up in, this one. Green. But I said, Damon, you know, let me just explain a couple things. You told me you want to move to Westchester. You like Wingfoot. This is going to be a more than a generational opportunity, maybe for you. I said, not only that, there's no place at Wingfoot where you can go out from your backyard and play the West course, four green to five West, go all yep. the way around three, four, finish, or 15 East, go all the way around, finish on 14 East, right out of your backyard. I said, this is a unique very spot. little chance of having golf balls go into your backyard. Right. And I said, right. 
He said sold. Uh, a gentleman named Bob Potofsky owned the house, and, and he worked with Alice. God bless him, 94 years old. I had lunch with him about a week ago. And he Great. loved he loved Damon. He uh, loved the house. He built it. He, you know, it was a good, it was a good exchange. Made everybody happy. So I love it when da when Damon moved in there. I love it. You know, Kenny's buying the house around 15 West. I mean, that just feels right. You know, if anybody should have that house, that should be what do you think of the changes over the last couple of decades uh uh that have been made to Wingfoot and uh, and the beauty and the difficulty? What do you what's your so, opinion? Yeah, I love it. And it's interesting. I think when you, when people come there for the first time, they still they look at it and say, oh, my God, the beautiful trees here. And, and you know, we think back to the way it was in the 70s and 80s. And it was just like, you know, a forest, as you guys said. Um, so I think from it, it, and it's always striking to me. I look at, you know, these old photos of the clubhouse. Like I've got this painting that we all have, of, you know, like nine West behind me. And it's you can't see the clubhouse. Yeah, it's yeah. All treated, it's, everything's treated around it. So I, I love being able now to see across the grounds. I think that seems to be the right thing. You can see the contours and the courses, the way that you yeah, really- people discounted the contours of the land uh, as yeah. far as beauty is concerned. And it's really significant beauty in the contours. Completely. And I think, you know, that, that great shot that you get now, kind of seeing the reverse of it, when you're, you're on Levin Green, you look back toward the clubhouse and you just see how the land just rolls up into- 18 green and up to the yeah. clubhouse. I think it was a Gil Hans that described it saying that Tillinghast envisioned that as kind of step, steps up to the clubhouse. And you just see that or you're like 18 West. I mean, I'm sorry, 18 East, 18 East is a significantly better golf hole now than it was when we were growing up. I mean, this, the, that, the way that green sets up and the way, you know, you just look down the, uh, uh, the, the grounds coming into it. So, yeah, yeah I, I think I, they did a fantastic job. Yeah, I'm really, really happy with it. Like Billy said, you know, if you just came to Wingfoot for the first time yeah. and uh, you saw this, you'd say, wow, there's 10,000 trees out there. Right, exactly. Like, look at that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, no, and, no one would say this, of course, would be better if there was 1,500 more trees around. And then, you well, know, you look at like Moe's, you know, the Moe's Pro stuff. And I think there was a little bushy tree right to the, the left of the Nine West uh, bunker and the... Yeah. There's a tree right between the green and the steep, <laughs> or the grove of trees that were on one west, right where the you know your, the pole drive was. Mm. Remember that right. group of pine trees? I mean, they were kind of crazy. It, so, yeah, so such a great idea leaving that big tree that looks like an A, because that's a, if Claude was here giving you the first tour of Wingfoot, he'd say hit it right at that right center, right? Everybody would say hit no it. No question that. about it. Yeah. And I think clubs, be, the awareness uh, finally dawned on most clubs that they need a professional as opposed to a committee yeah. Yeah. To, to do this work. Yeah. You know, like Mark Dangerous said, committee. You, can, you can always tell uh, that a horse was, a camel was a horse designed by a committee. <laughs> so. There's no doubt about that. I mean, now you look at, just look at that photo with the, you know, the way the tee box is set and just, uh, it's just beautiful. The, so, uh, yeah. Have you had a chance to deal with any of the champions? My my Davis Love experience, I was his walking scorer in his Saturday round in the PGA. And I think he shot 66 that day. And it was a really weird because a storm came in and we had to come off of 15 and kind of wild day. But it was, I, I remember we finished the round. He, he made no bogeys. So four birdies, 14 pars. 
and we we finish uh, we're in the uh, pro shop which i think was a scorer's tent and you know i said oh, davis is a lot of fun and you know uh rob great to have you out there and and i read a score back to him which was you know four four three four four yeah. you know it's like pretty easy unlike our card our cards are pretty easy oh to my get, gosh figure it out and then he says oh you know rob i'm so sorry we didn't, you know we didn't really get a chance to talk out there today i know you're a member here and uh and i'm like hey davis yeah no no problem at all i'm just you know you're trying to win the your 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 major championship here and so i just remember he and his brother mark was caddying for him uh just what a incredible gentleman he was and and how how happy he was obviously he was playing great golf played the best golf of his life that week uh and it was just wonderful to be around I remember he gave me the you know golf ball like they always did and then i think one of my boys they were like three years old or four years old came out and like hid into the woods around our house so somewhere it's it's out there <laughs> well, at least you know where it is yeah which is fine it's a golf ball it should be hit we have a very active vocal membership i mean that in a good way by the way i mean it's it's a it's a certainly there are you know few a few of everything but people are it's, they're really knowledgeable our members are, you know have spent they've got a very high golf iq so they know what they're talking about um but i, I guess what i'm seeing and, and where i'm uh, the thing that really struck me this year maybe it's because just coming in as president and you know, start looking at the club in a different way is I was, the clubhouse struck me the most this year. And I thought how, how, these guys, you know, Nibs Nobles and the group. So they come in here in the, in the, you know, 1920 or whenever they conceived of doing this and, and they, they signed the, the documents in what 21 and think what they did. They built 36 holes and they built that clubhouse. I mean, those are guys with a long-term vision. Like this was not a, you know, fly by night, idea like we're going to be here forever and so what really struck me and i really think about a lot now is you know here we are in the dawn of you know finishing 100 years so what can we do to assure that the club is healthy for the next generation and for the next 100 years i think we're trying to balance the uh, between you know having the, the access to the uh the club yeah. we had a crowd on the first tee of the east uh, maybe two years ago I swear there was 20 balls lined up there and everybody's kind of looking at which is their ball. And yeah. one of the guys who's about to tee off steps aside, swings his arms out with the club and the balls go in every direction. <laughs> it was like somebody threw hundreds of dollars of bills on the guy. Everybody's like, well, well I got I to get that you. back in order. That triggers him for me, Billy. So I was, uh, I, you know, I was head of admissions for a few years and have an admissions round guys. He's a member now, but. So we walked down and he hits his first ball. And I say, hey, go ahead. Just hit. He didn't hit a good shot. He had a duck hook. I said, hey, go ahead, hit another one. I want you to relax. I'll get done. So he hits his ball. It's in the fairway. But something seemed off. You know, it's kind of a crazy morning. And we're, so we're walking down the fairway. I said, Jim, just by what ball did you hit? He says, I, I just grabbed one of those balls that was next to <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I look back and it was Paul Lambert's back there looking for his ball. You can see, he's like, no, I know I had a ball down here. And he's I know that, yelling I, I at heard him. that story. Yeah. And all the other guys said, the sure you had a ball. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure you did. Yeah, sure you did. Yeah. Yeah. Tell Neil had come up and he said, this is um, Neil, Neil Regan. Neil Regan. And Neil said, hey, hey Rob, Ram Morissette's coming up here. We're going to go and uh, gonna walk the course and look at some of the greens, hit some putts. You know, do you want to come with us? And I said, yeah, man, I'd love to do that. So what time you guys gonna meet? Oh, you know, five o'clock, and of course, you know, and we're gonna, well, and we're just gonna go out and, uh, and so that, oh, that'd be great, Neil. I said I'm meeting Katie for 
for dinner though. So I'll just stay as long as I can. And I, my son, John was there. I said, John, why don't you come out? You'll, you'll enjoy this. And so Rand gets there and uh, Rand says, well, where should we start? And Neil said, let's go to 11 East. And that's, so we would drive out to 11 East. Um, actually, we, yeah, if we drove out, we had a, a car. So we drove out to 11 East and you know, Neil, you can just picture this, but he's got 20 golf balls right, shoved in his pocket, right? And we've All got, and I've got my, my putter, but he's also got that wooden, you know, Calamity Jane, you know, that kind of knockoff putter or whatever he had and a couple of other putters. And, and so we just were on 11 East Green. We're just hitting these putts and there's, you know, Gil Hansen named uh, this Ridge, Regan's Ridge. And so we're playing off the Ridge. And I mean, it's gotta be 45 minutes, 50 minutes. And, you know, it, and we're all having just we're having a great time. And I look over and Neil's showing no signs at all of moving on to number 12. And we were just here at 11. And now it's, you know, it's six. It's at well after six, supposed to meet Katie. I said, Neil, I, I gotta, I gotta go. Cause Katie's gonna be sitting at the table, but you know, this was a lot of fun. So John and I go in, we sit down, we have, we have dinner finished. It's dark as we as we walk outside the front of the, uh, on the, uh, on 10 East side of the clubhouse, I see through <laughs> the gloam, this golf cart coming down with the lights on it. And there's Neil and ran, they've been out there for four hours, yeah, just you know, rolling putts and exploring stuff. And I thought, and I remember saying to uh, to Katie, event, there is nobody, first of all, certainly nobody knows the course better, but do I, I can't think of anybody who loves what uh, Wingfoot uh, more or in the way that, that Neil does. And to see him with the, like this kindred spirit with Rand, it was just like the joy of, of being on our golf course and just appreciating everything uh, it's just one of the my, my wonderful moments. And Billy, when you mentioned the Lebanese is your favorite, that's what popped into my head. We we at the uh, member guest one year at the dinner. It was in the main dining room. Yeah, and it was getting dark. It was not completely dark yet. But Mike Durkin on uh, 18 East had set a pin up in the front left, right on the hump there, for a chipping contest from the yeah. back from the back yeah. right corner. So the pin was still there, and we're all having dinner. And I somebody says. Who's that out there on on uh, 18 East? And sure enough, Neil's out there hitting putts from that corner to that pin with with a guest. <clears throat> so I yeah, said to yeah. my guest, "Let you know, let's go." Rob, within 10, 12 minutes, there were about 40 of us out there trying to make this putt. Neil sitting there, no, no, that's too far to the right. No, no, you got to go way up here. You know, gotta go. So up. he 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 had a way of uh, of in, engaging people in that much fun. You know. Not just it wasn't all about the the uh, pars and bogeys and birdies. It was there was a lot more to golf for him. So so let's capture that in the next hundred years. I think that would be pretty good. I think Neil's favorite green is one west. Yeah, I was that's the one that popped in my mind. One west, and I'd say his favorite bunker shot was the right bunker from one west to to anything on that on that green. I mean, especially just, over on the left side where he can yeah. take it all the way up to the back yeah. and curl it all the way back. Exactly, down. exactly. So good. Two East, which doesn't have quite the undulation that one West has, but it has some shot. You and I were playing Billy and um, Rob, he's got a simple 12 foot putt on, uh, on, uh, for birdie. I had a five with a stroke and he's got a birdie and he says, watch this. And Billy puts it all the way up to the end of the green as if you're going toward eight East. 
So what are you doing? He said, just wait. And it comes down and it goes in the hole. Right, Billy? Yeah. yeah. No wow. backstab. He did that as if it was the same. He had just the same odds as the 12 footer breaking a little left or right straight up the hill. Well, it's the same with nine east. If that pins back in the valley and you're short, guaranteed two putters to go up past it. and come Oh, back yeah. Down. Guaranteed. As long as you don't go too far. Yeah, you don't want to hit it over the hill. I have two as well. Exactly. So great. This has just been special, Rob. I, I know that we're going to have to have you back on again for our, our second episode, our back nine Rob Williams episode. But um, <laughs> this Wingfoot always makes the right decision, right, Billy? Absolutely. It's, it's, yeah. it's mind boggling, but Wingfoot gets it right. You know, it hit me this year, kind of walking, walking after the annual meeting. Like, oh my God, like every, every, day of my life i've been blessed to be associated with this this golf club wingfoot's a golf club first and the the way that people gather at wingfoot is different than most places you go and you hear that all the time if you bring friends up to wingfoot even people have been there you know that moment when they're in the grill room and it's you know you finish playing let's say at four o'clock and it's now six o'clock and you're everybody's laughing having a great time we're like oh my yeah. god i never want to leave here yeah, and exactly. Why I would think you want to leave? By the time of year at six o'clock, you might be going back after an emergency nine. Thanks for joining Billy us Casper, today. Billy Horner. We really appreciate your Double feedback. Indemnity. And please Marky. subscribe to the Two show Adder. and hit Claude the bell Harmon. icon so you get notified Movie classics. of new episodes. Mark Gable. Hit them hard job. and hit them off. That's 36 holes.